Hello beautiful people. It feels like so long since I've been here um, because it has. I didn't put out a podcast last week. I got the Rona and exactly a week later I am to have turned a corner. So I'm starting to feel clear again and my you know everything's starting to have clicked into place um, because I was feeling very out of my body, very foggy, very, I wasn't in a lot of pain. Um, I got 12 hours of pain and that was it, which was pretty let off, let off pretty free from what I've heard. Uh, A lot of people get body aches and fevers and pains for 24 to 48 hours, whereas I only had that very condensed for 12 hours. Um, and then, you know, actually thought that I was okay a couple of days in thought, yeah, yeah, of course I'm going to fucking smash this. And yeah, was just in a very weird, confusing, um, sort of space. I'm still a little, of course, I'm still not a hundred percent, but, um, I've definitely turned that corner. Um, pretty much, you know, a week exactly is when I turn the corner, but I don't want to sit here and just ramble on about, (laughs) about that because I've got a limited amount of time before I've got to do the school run. And I have a plethora of things that I want to share because, oh, if you can't already feel it, Jupiter is in Aries and fuck, I can feel it. Like I have, you know, smashed out my horoscopes quicker than I ever have before today. Um, you know, like very little editing, you know, sometimes my horoscopes because I'm, uh, you know, a wordsmith and I can only use a certain amount of digits and, um, spaces for it to go onto the app. Um, so it can take me a little bit of time to get that right, to do editing because I want to also teach people and not just read your sun sign. And it's just sort of, you know, surface, I can't do surface. So anyway, the clarity that has come through and um, the energy that is here, you know, Jupiter has moved into Aries and Aries is the body, you know, Aries is that physical vitality. Aries is let's take action. Aries is let's initiate. Aries is let's move forward. You know, Aries does and thinks later, you know, and I read from another astrologer that I love on Instagram that the Nike phrase, just do it actually was, you know, delivered when Jupiter was in Aries. So I'm like, of course it was. I'd already actually written just do it like in my little Jupiter overview. Um, You know, if you follow me on Instagram, I've got like a shitload of stuff going on over there. Um, I've got some big posts around how wild this month is so far, plus on my Facebook as well. So if you're not following me, Tiani Talks um, on, on Instagram and Tiani on on Facebook, you're missing out because I do some, you know, posts there. I obviously post new and full moons, but I put lots of stuff in stories. Anyway, you know, the whole just do it thing is so Jupiter in Aries and um, then after I'd written that, I'd seen um, another astrologer post that that is actually when just do it you know came out from Nike when Jupiter was in Aries so it makes sense so if you're feeling that shift fuck yeah baby like I am wishing this for people uh because uh like I said if you've read my my most recent big post on either my Facebook or Instagram I'm really nutting out how wild this time is in our lives you know people are feeling the relentlessness of 2022, you know, and I was really reflecting that 
the word that came through for me in 2021, which is in my 2022 energy survival kit, you know, I get a theme, a very collective word that we're all going to have to soften into. Um, And that word was surrender. So, uh, you know, it's been very interesting because it's sort of been like surrendering on steroids. Like just when you feel like you're getting some traction, something happens, you know, and there's so much going on that the dissolution of our old lives is paramount. I mean, the fact that the Scorpio, um, that Scorpio and Pluto um, South Node is all around the death and transformation and resurrection and rebirth and reclamation, right? So the South Node, uh, you know, is really playing a strong role in giving up our old life, giving up our old ways. And the surrender has to be surrender to the bones, you know, and oh my goodness, you know, we're all feeling it. Me and my husband were saying today, he's like, it's just been relentless though. And I'm like, absolutely. Like just when, you know, right now it's raining again. So the thing is, is that there's all of this rain. And as you've heard me talk about, uh, you know, this year on my podcast, I have talked about this year being the year of water uh, because of that Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. We've had so many planets in Pisces. Um, Mars is still there at the moment. And um you know, Jupiter has finally moved out of Pisces and it's such a fucking hallelujah moment. I mean, the Pisces portal has been a motherfucking drowning portal. Let's be honest. The drowning is what this year could be called, (laughs) you know, surrender and drown, um, and then get back up and surrender and drown again. So the thing is, is that, um, Jupiter in Pisces has worked in very mystical ways, more on an energetic level, Um, you know, it's not given us maybe what everyone expected of, oh, this is so abundant and, oh, it's just so fucking, you know, everything was amazing. The the problem with Jupiter is, is Jupiter just expands what's already there, right? Like he's not going to give you abundance or manifest things in your life for you. So that's a really big kicker with Jupiter. He is our, you know, gregarious, expansive philosopher, bigger than Ben-Hur energy. Absolutely. Like Jupiter is all around, you know, this wisdom and this growth, like this spiritual wisdom and spiritual growth. And yes, whilst he is, you know, absolutely at home in Pisces, he has flown through there. And that tells me something too, you know, Jupiter is not lingering around in his traditional home sign of Pisces. He was getting the motherfucker out of there five months in, you know, he's just like, bam, you know, I'm out of here. We got a little bit of um, Jupiter and Pisces last year, just a little bit. And then Jupiter moved into Pisces and sped through Pisces in five months. Like that is nearly a record. It's very quick. And for me, what's going on in the cosmic skies is there is a lot of endings. You know, Pisces is the last sign of the Zodiac. Neptune is going to be finished there soon. Saturn moves into Pisces in 2023. So then in 2023, four, five, I think it's 2025. Um, sorry, I'm constantly in the future with astrology and all of these big um, planetary sh- uh, alignments and ingresses. So I'm pretty sure it's 2025. It's not 2026, but please Um, I can't even check on my phone right now because I'm, you know, I'm recording. Um, But Jupiter and Neptune, I mean, Neptune and um, Saturn both move into Aries. So we're, we're finishing up. There is a lot of karmic contracts being finished up. And Jupiter flying through Pisces, you know, shows that there is, you know, better times ahead. 
because it has been very drowning like it has been very deep it's been a grief it's been sorrow yes there's been magical moments in the ethers and you have to dig deep within your own unconscious terrain to have really witness what's being manifested in your life because remember Pisces is the feeling it's not so much the thing okay you've got to be highly attuned to work with Pisces energies or it can feel very debilitating and 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 I mean collectively let's be honest it has been I mean the floods uh, there's a lot going on there's a lot of illusion there's a lot of um, you know, scamming going on, especially on Instagram. So many people I know having their, you know, their accounts recreated and people are, you know, giving random people money. Again, the false gurus, the false light, you know, this, it's all crumbling, like it's all crumbling. And Jupiter in Aries is giving us this dynamic activation for us to get moving, like get the, get, get some traction happening in our life. And, you know, this is all happening amongst Mercury retrograde, (laughs) you know, Mercury has just gone retrograde and, um, I'm here for it. I am so here for it. I love retrograde season. Uh, the middle of the year in retrograde season is always my favorite because we need time to integrate. Um, and that is what the planets do. And I really think it's so funny, you know, for 20 years, I've been talking about, you know, not being scared of Mercury retrograde, but all the other astrologers were scared to say, don't be scared of Mercury retrograde. And now that's everyone's phrase. Mercury's, you know, Mercury's retrograde, nothing to fear. And like now every astrologer says it's nothing to fear. And I'm like, yeah, man, I've been fucking working that magic for 20 years. But anyway, um, but it's good, you know, and, and hello, like that's just a part of my p- progressive nature. You know, I was doing a lot of what's being done now 20 years ago. So it's not very new to me, um, but it's new to the collective because, uh, it's fucking whitewashed all over fucking social media. Um, and I just go, yeah, that's normal. Like, that's fucking normal. Like, why would you be scared of Mercury retrograde? Um, but I seen the fear 20 years ago of astrologers not wanting to step and speak into that, which is what I find very fascinating. So it's actually so good that astrologers are now talking about this out loud and proud. You know, it's like a lot of people have come out of their spiritual closets, you know, there have been very few of us who have been like this our whole lives, but it's nice that, that what's being taught is that of course retrogrades are nothing to fear. You know, I always say there is nothing to fear in astrology, nothing to fear and everything to watch. You know, we must be aware of what's going on, but this isn't a time of fear induced crap. And Although everyone's like, oh, everyone's, you know, promoting fear of Mercury retrograde. I'm like, I don't see that anymore. Like that has actually been stamped out because there is nothing to fear. (laughs) Like Mercury retrogrades here. You can't blame Mercury for your shit. You can't blame the planets for your shit. Like that's just life. Um, And sorry, I'm going to need to drink. Um, (coughs) This will probably be the most, uh, you know, constant stream of talking I've done in two weeks um, because I've had this time off. Um, But yeah, like there is nothing to fear. I think that Jupiter moving into Aries and Mercury's retrograde in Gemini, I mean, straight away, Aries and Gemini are really like cohesive together. There's some wonderful opportunities that will come over the next few days whilst Jupiter stays at zero degrees of Aries and Mercury is now retrograde four degrees of Gemini and he will retrograde back to 26 degrees of Taurus. Okay, so it's a bit of a mixed bag with an air 
and an Earth retrograde here for Mercury. So I want to speak a little bit to that because Mercury is at home, you know, in his domicile in in Gemini. He loves to be in Gemini. Like this is where he is um, unbelievably intelligent. He's curious. Um, He is a very quick learner. He is able to grasp things very quickly. Now, when he retrogrades in his own sign, you know, it's taking us, it's giving us that that chance to reflect and step back and and just slow down you know for some people the slow down is a big lesson for them um and uh, you know mercury mercury lessons which are of course tech and conversation communication making decisions signing contracts um, just your everyday life, you know, when you're walking around your neighborhood and, and, you know, posting a letter and going to the groceries, that's, that's Mercury. That's Mercury territory. Mercury is what we're doing every day. It's what we're thinking about every day. It's what we're talking about every day. It's what we're watching, what we're listening to. So when Mercury retrogrades in his home sign, it gives us this chance to integrate things. So maybe you've been sort of on high alert this year and, you know, you've been you know, thinking your way out of everything, thinking too much, overthinking. Maybe you've got mental exhaustion. Maybe your mental habits are fucking pretty shitty, right? So Mercury slows down. Well, it's it's, it's a perception. Of course, Mercury in the sky does not go backwards. Just think about like two trains moving next to each other. That is just, that is, that's, that's what the image is, right? Um, but he's going over terrain from our Earth's perspective in the way that everything moves because Mercury moves away from the sun to the furthest he can and then he retrogrades back. Then he hits the sun in his retrograde, which for us I'm pretty sure is like the 21st of May. And so this is this um, uh, conjunction where something will come to light, something will be illuminated, and then he'll retrograde back. Uh, you know, back away from the sun again, because by the time he moves direct on the 3rd of June, the sun will be in Gemini. But at the moment, the sun's in Taurus, right? So ultimately, we know that Mercury can never stray too far from from the sun. This is astronomy, darling. So when we understand the astronomy, we understand the astrology, right? Um So Mercury moves as far as he can away from the sun and then he gets pulled back in. And then when he meets the sun in his retrograde, something will come to light, you know, some some sort of clarity, something, you know, heed the message. And then he continues his retrograde motion. He's he's now away from the sun again. He stations direct and then he'll move back again. He'll hit the sun and then he'll fling back out again until he's too far from the sun and then he will retrograde again and that will be our next retrograde later this year. So this is sort of his movement, you know. This is this is how he rolls, okay. So we gather information. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. I'm getting the itchiest friggin' throat. So this is how he rolls. We move forward. He moves forward. He gathers, he collects, you know, the mind's wandering. We're, we're, you know, we're communicating, we're learning, we're growing, we're doing all of these things. And then he has his retrograde for us to integrate all of these things, to slow down, to integrate, to reassess what's going on, you know, to redirect our energies, to remember something that maybe we've forgotten. Yes, it's all the RE words. Every retrograde is an RE word, okay? So this can be a time of refocusing, recalibrating, resetting your mental capacities, okay? Um, 
but it's exuberant because Jupiter's moved into Aries, you know, like so Jupiter and Mercury are having a little bit of a time. Like there's something really magical that's going to happen in the next few days as Jupiter makes this sextile to to um, to Mercury retrograde, uh, you know, open up, open yourself up to new curiosities, new understandings, new information, right? Just open up. Um, it's, it's an exciting time, you know, uh, to be honest, today is the most excited I've felt for a little while. Um, especially obviously, cause I haven't been well for, for a week and a bit. And, um, I can feel Jupiter's energy coursing through my body, right? Like, but he is also expanding what's already there for some people, you know, so that can, you know, that can be a little bit sucky, you know, like if you're not in a good space, um, you know, Jupiter can be really amplifying that. And that's, you know, if you've got like a very early degree Aries moon, you know, Jupiter's on that. So how are you feeling that will be expanded and it can be sort of, you know, mountain out of molehill sort of stuff. You've got to think of Jupiter. He exaggerates things, right? So, so if he is, you know, going to hit your sun or any planets in Aries, especially from zero to eight degrees of Aries, cause that's where he gets to, um, and then he will retrograde back. Um, from eight degrees Aries back into 28 degrees of Pisces. So we get two, you know, we get a couple of months of him just dipping his toes back in the water of Pisces. But now we get to make manifest. Now we get to make light. Now we get to embody Jupiter in a very physical way. You know, we've moved from Pisces, the end, the death portal, the surrender, the letting go, you know, and on some level, you've got to also let go of your dreams, your ideas, you know, you've got to let go and let God, right? You know, people try and control and hold on to too much. That is why nothing comes to fruition for them. You know, I was doing manifesting work um, in my early 20s with Brandon Bays and there was, you know, there is a system to manifesting. It's not just think about something, you know, A, of course, you get what you are. Like that is just the law. (laughs) That is a spiritual law. Hello, Jupiter. Jupiter is a spiritual law. You get what you are vibrating to. And, but there is this system in, in all of this manifesting. I actually went to a a retreat called the Manifesting Abundance Retreat with Brandon Bays. I was in my early twenties. And it was, you know, magnificent in the way of, uh, you know, teaching people how to manifest. I don't talk about this stuff a lot because, again, I've got Jupiter in my 12th house natally. Um, I work magic very privately. I don't need to go out and, you know, video myself manifesting or meditating or fucking, you know, all the things that are all out there on social media. For me, uh, I have a sacred relationship with the universe and it's and it's quite private, but you know, I do love to drop in these little things that, you know, I have been doing for over two decades and, and manifesting is one of them, of course, you know, um, uh, you know, I'm a bit of a queen at that. I'm a Taurus stellium to start with too. So, you know, that helps, but ultimately, uh, you know, the control around what people are manifesting, you know, there's, you know, it's a three part sort of system when it comes to manifesting and, um, there has to be the release and the letting go. And that's very much what Jupiter in Pisces has taught us is to let go and let God, um, to take the manifesting to a level of trust. And again, you know, only natives with Jupiter in the 12th house, um, possibly Jupiter in Pisces, but I think more Jupiter in the 12th house because that's where it's being expressed, not how. Um, understand trust in the universe 101. Like, People would just ask me in my 20s, like, how do you know that that's going to happen, though? I'm like, because I just know. Oh, but how do you know? I said, because I just know. 
I just trust. I, I, I trust. I trust the universe more than I trust humans. So that's my, you know, embedded way that I show up and live my life every single day. So it's not just when things are going well, oh, yay, I'm a manifesting queen. No, um, that, that, that there's a level of arrogance there. And we see that because when things are going really well for people, they want to jump, oh, yeah, I'm manifesting, blah, blah, blah. But as soon as something goes bad, like there's no self-responsibility and the trust goes, they find themselves in deep, deep despair because there was no trust to begin with right? There was no trust to begin with. When there is trust and trust is your anchor, uh, it doesn't waver. You know, it doesn't waver whether you're manifesting or, you know, you're not, right? Or whether you're getting what you want or getting what you need. You're not, you don't go into these waves of despair, you know, the very highs and very lows because you understand the cyclic nature of, of attraction and, you know, upgrading your energy to match and being in alignment, you know, like this is all Jupiter 12th house territory. Okay. Um, <coughs> as you can see, I haven't spoken to anyone for ages, so I'm like totally like pepped up and I'm just wanting to share things from a bit of a different perspective, you know, because we're going to read a lot about Jupiter and Aries, which is so fucking rad. Like read everything, read everything from all the astrologers because things land very differently. Okay. I'm just sharing it from a different perspective. Um, and you know, all I'm really saying is when you've got Jupiter in your 12th house natally, you understand this inherent trust in the universe, but we've all just sort of had to collectively upgrade with that because Jupiter has been in Pisces and you know, this isn't about just getting what you want at every second, you know, at, at every you know, click, you know, this is about having the trust to be able to let it go and let what comes come and let what goes go. So the art of surrender, the art of restraint is definitely two arts that I'm working with, um, you know, this year. Um, but Jupiter in Aries is going to really flick that switch and we're going to really feel confident, which is wonderful. You know, we're going to reclaim that inner spiritual warrior that has been maybe drowning or has maybe been wading in the waters or has maybe been floating or has maybe just been sort of like, like I said, right from the word go, Jupiter in Pisces to me is sabbatical time. It's motherfucking sabbatical. We should all have just been on sabbatical the last five months. Um, people are in and out of Rona, you know, it's stop, start, stop, start. It's been, you know, it's been a fucking time. It has been a fucking time. And then we come into May and May is one of the biggest months of 2022. Let me tell you, firstly, just on a numerology level, it's an 11 month. Okay. So that means, hello, manifesting, you know, 11 is manifester, you know, but um, an 11 month being a master number, you know, it's really amplifying what's going on. So it pretty much amplifies the fuck out of everything that's happening for the, excuse me, for the whole month, which do we really need the amplification of energy right now? Probably not, but we're in it. We are in it. I'm just having a drink. I know you can't see me, but I'm needing the water. Whew. <coughs> excuse me. Jeez, this is a lot of talking, um, but I've just got so much to share. Um, okay, so May is huge amplified energetic master number month to start with uh, you know we're getting an injection of life you know um mars 
Mars is the last inner planet in Pisces. So we won't see Mars in Pisces for two more years. We won't see Venus in Pisces for another about year. Um, you know, we can all hella fucking luyah. And then once Jupiter moves out of Pisces for good, which is December of 2022, um, through till May 2023, he will be in Aries before he moves into fucking Taurus. I mean, oh my God, that's just going to be lush as fuck. Trust me. I've already done 2023 stuff. I'm in the process of writing the energy survival kit for 2023 right now. And holy shit, like I've been through every single day and it's astrology and I've lived it because that's a part of my medicine. I, I can time travel. Um, and funnily enough, I'm watching Deja Vu for the millionth time. If you have not watched that movie, um, it was one of my favorite movies in my early 20s. Um, and it's all about time travel, my friends. And it's just the way I live, right? Like for me, time traveling and quantum hopping is just normal for me. It's just reality. Um, but anyway, I've, I've lived 2023 and holy shit, um, it's big stuff. But the thing is, is that, you know, Jupiter's going to move out of Pisces for good. Um, Mars will move out for a couple of years. Venus, you know, uh, comes back there every year or 18 months, depending on her retrograde. So, you know, we're, we're getting some shifts and then, you know, but Saturn, Saturn will move into Pisces and he's going to ground a lot of the stuff that we have been working on. So that's where we will be making the alchemy. That's where we will be making the mag magic. Daddy Saturn, he moves into Pisces for the first time in 30 years next year. Trust me, I've got a whole write-up. I cannot wait to share it all. Um, and this is going to be anchoring the alchemy. It's very exciting stuff. Um, but for now, you know, we're starting to slowly, you know, take a breath, come out of all of this water, which always seems like a good idea at the time because it's intuitive and it's floaty and it's dreamy. And, you know, maybe you have had some beautiful insights. I mean, our dreams have been crazy. We're having divine inspirations. You know, your meditations have probably been really clear, your connection to nature, music. Yes, you know, so much comes of it. And then we rebirth. You know, Aries is the rebirth. Aries is now we walk. Now we take steps. Now we embody. Now we take action. Now we move, darlings. We don't just float, we move. And Jupiter moving into this uh, dynamic sign of Aries, the trailblazer, the pioneer, the leader. You know, this is exciting. We get to become our own guru. Jupiter and Aries is standing sovereign for you, for yourself. You know, you know, Aries archetype, you tell them that they can't do something, they will do it. And then they will give you the finger when they've done it. Um, you know, Aries energy can be reckless and impulsive. You know, this is going to be a time of impatience. Jupiter expands and, you know, he, he makes bigger what sign he's in. So being an Aries, he makes the Aries archetype bigger. To be honest, I think that Jupiter and Aries and Jupiter and Taurus, Jupiter and Scorpio, you know, a few of my favorite places for Jupiter to be. Okay. Um, yeah, Jupiter and Aries is a good time. It's going to be a good time. So you can reflect back to 12 years ago. That's when Jupiter was in Aries the last time. What was going on for you then? Um, I mean, I could keep talking about this injection of life that we're getting as Jupiter, Mr. You know, ginormous, you know, the biggest planet in our solar system. I mean, far out. Like there is like how many hundreds of Earths can fit inside of one Jupiter? It's it's mind-blowing. It is mind-boggling. Um, and he now in this in this beautiful archetype of Aries is going to give us 
something that we've probably been craving for the last five months, especially if you do it right, especially if you've been doing the work, because Jupiter has also been sextiling Pluto. Okay, so this is a potent portal of expansion and transformation. So he's pretty much, you know, now that he's moved into um, to to Aries, he's out of he's out of that sign um, sextile. But for me, what happened was, I, you know, Jupiter has been sextiling Pluto, I would say, for the last, you know, few weeks, right? So Jupiter is big, grand. Pluto is, you know, what's hidden, what's underneath, um, transformation, reclamation. You know, this is very good for, for, for money, um, but also like digging up old stuff. And I found myself when Jupiter sextiled Pluto, this is before I got unwell, I was digging up old memories. I had some... Um, as you all know, you know, our house flooded and we're still waiting on all insurance stuff. Like it's a fucking process right now. It is a fucking process. So downstairs is just like a shit show. And I wanted to sort of just, um, you know, uh, you know, do a little bit of a cleanup. And I went through two huge, like a box and a huge bag full of, you know, my, my daughter's, you know, old school stuff, uh, books that I had when I was actually pregnant with my first daughter. So 24 years ago, um, I'd be, I, I used to write in journals for her. She was like my best friend. So, uh, you know, I was reading all of this stuff. This was so Jupiter sextile Pluto. I was down in the cave of my subconscious Pluto, you know, and finding things, finding old memories. And I, and I, you know, condensed it all down in just a one single box as opposed to so much stuff. You know, I'd kept birthday cards, Christmas cards, Easter cards, you know, it was absolutely fucking crazy why I kept all that. So I got to release and bin and discard, which is very Pluto, discarding old toxic or, you know, old anything. And I, you know, I was digging up old memories and it was really beautiful. I'm like, oh, Jupiter's sextile Pluto. I mean, it's so literal. Just like me getting the Rona was so literal. It was the solar eclipse, my friends. In Taurus, on top of my Mars, Mars is the body, on top of my sun, sun is the physical body. I got sick. I got the Rona, you know, so it's so fascinating how fucking literal astrology is. It is everything and it is everything, you know, like it excites me, (coughs) even though um, being sick isn't fun at all. Um, you know, I haven't been sick in over two years, so, um, my body doesn't get sick very much. I've got a very strong constitution. So, um, yeah, you know, like I said, 12 hours, but yeah, it's been, it's, it's been an interesting week. Um, but yeah, so literal. Okay. So fucking literal. Right. So Jupiter's been sextiling Pluto back in 2020, Jupiter conjunct Pluto. Hello, world shut down. Right. When we had all of that stuff in, in March of, um, and, and, you know, January through to March of, um, 2020, it, it, it was intense. Okay. That's when everything shut down. So it's like, have you done the work? Because if you've done the work, you know, things are starting to, the gifts are starting to be shown. Okay. That's what I want to say there. Um, so I, I really wanted to, you know, jump on today and say, look, this, this month is one of the most intense months of 2022. Master number 11 month, it's eclipse season. We're still in the eclipse portal until the 16th, um, which is when we have the full moon eclipse in Scorpio at 25 degrees of Scorpio. It is an intense motherfucking eclipse. You know, I'm not sure if we're going to see earthquakes or, you know, some sort of, you know, the, the weather has been absolutely 
you know, insane, um, these weather changes. And that has a lot to do with Uranus in Taurus. The weather will be changing a lot. But having these eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio, you know, big things to do with Mama Earth, um, you know, where Mercury retrograde. So now we're in, you know, Mercury retrograde land as well. Jupiter moving into Aries is a very big thing for 2022. It's one of the, one of the main transits of 2022. So again, that's happening in May. We have Venus and Mars both moving into their home signs um, in May, which is like, hallelujah, Venus will move into Taurus um, on the 29th. Uh, or is it the 29th? Yes, Venus will move into Taurus um, on the 29th, her home sign, and Mars will move into Aries on the 25th. Now, this is exciting because Mars uh, will hit Jupiter for the first time in Aries um, in 12 years, okay, 12 years. So this happens on the 29th of May. This is a big time. And, of course, I will be podcasting and I'll still talk about that again. But this is a really dynamic and exciting, you know, Whilst there's been, you know, Jupiter is at zero, zero Aries right now. Like this is the beginning of the Zodiac wheel. Zero, zero. This is, this is equinox point. Okay. This is the beginning of the tropical Zodiac. And for me, the tropical Zodiac has legs because it's anchored on the earth. It's earth astrology in my eyes, because we are living on the earth, looking up. So for me, this is why tropical Zodiac is my go-to, um, not sidereal because we're not living out of space. Um, you know, we're not living in outer space. We're living on the earth with seasons. Um, and, you know, if if they want to say Taurians are stubborn, that's probably where I have a little bit of a, my hoof in. Um, when I know something, I have no need to convince anyone. I'm not here to convince anyone of anything. But when people try and convince me of something, um, that their way is better, um, that's when I shut down because I'm not here to, you know, to argue. I'm here to know what I know. <laughs> and, and, and often a Taurus does know what they know. Um, so earth astrology for me is like my fucking jam. Um, and so to have Mars hit Jupiter for the first time in Aries, very dynamic. And also we're going to have the sun hit the North node for the first time in Taurus in 18 years. Okay, this is happening on the 13th. So I'm recording this on the 11th and holy shit, like this is a big time of, you know, your purpose and your dharma being illuminated and are you on the right track? Are you coming back to your own autonomy, your own inner navigation system or are you still relying on other people? You know, are you still outsourcing your joy, your direction? Tell me how to live. Tell me how to be. Someone tell me. Because that's the easy way out. You know, for me, I find it's a very weak constitution, constantly looking outside of yourself because you want someone to take control of your life because then you don't have to be responsible for the outcome. You can go, yeah, but that person told me I should do this. Yeah, but I see a psychic every three months and they tell me what to do. I mean, all of those ways are so last paradigm, darling. I mean, as you all know, I have never seen a psychic, nor would I ever see a psychic. I insource, I do not outsource. And that is such a strong Taurian archetype trait is that we rely on our own inner resources. So when the sun meets the North Node for the first time in Taurus in nearly 20 years, this week on the 13th, I mean, it's already building now, you're already going to start to be feeling it. I mean, 
even me, you know, talking about this with you, this is my purpose, teaching astrology, being who I am is my purpose. You know, I have never swayed from myself to find my purpose because I am my purpose. And you hopefully will get that aha moment this week, my darlings. You will get that aha moment this week. You are it. And when you are in alignment with your soul and when you are in alignment with yourself and when you are in alignment with the universe, then and only then does everything become clear and, and, and forward movement and easy, even in the brutality of life, okay, because we know life's brutal and that's okay. That is okay. But it's, you know, this Sun-North Node conjunction, really, really fucking delicious here, guys. Really, really delicious. So um, pay attention. Pay attention to what's being seeded this, this week. Um, pay attention to how you're feeling in your body. Are you trusting your intuition? Are you trusting your soul self? Are you being guided from within yourself? Or are you still outsourcing your joy, your direction, your purpose, your happiness? And, and that is what this Taurus North Node collectively is teaching us. This is about, it's an inside job. It is an inside job. Everything you do is an inside job. So, that's a really dynamic, beautiful thing that's happening this week. Also, um, this week we've got Mars actually making a sextile to the North Node as well, um, which again is around taking opportunities to act your purpose, to act your Dharma, you know, to put some things in motion. And thank you, Jupiter in um, Aries, you're going to help that as well. Um, Chiron and Venus actually come together at 14 degrees of Aries. So this can be healing your values, healing your value system, healing your sense of self-worth. You know, are you selling yourself short? You know, do you not hold your own sense of worth and value system in the way that you show up in the world? You know, these are the questions. See how it's all coming back to you. This is Taurus. It starts with self, self self-awareness, self-responsibility. There are no, there is nowhere to hide anymore. You know, I got asked in my post if things like when things are going to calm down for people. And I'm like, well, they will never calm down and only amplify if you are hiding and betraying your soul. So I'm watching unaware people just getting slammed constantly, wave after wave after wave after wave, because they're not doing anything. They're not doing any of the work. You know, they're not, they're they're not, they're they're dishonoring and betraying their own soul. So you know, and again, of course, you do need to know what's going on for in your own chart as well so that you can know, you know, where these transits are happening and what's being activated in your chart. When you know that, you've got a superpower. You are living with a superpower. I can tell you that right now. And interestingly enough, this Mercury retrograde, um, I know I sort of talked about that earlier. He's uh, retrograde four degrees of Gemini back to 26 degrees of Taurus. Now, again, that 26 degrees Taurus point, um, is the Algol star, but it is it, it's also um, where the North Node has been for the first time, hovering around that. Pluto at 28 degrees Capricorn retrograde right now is making this trine to that point, okay? Um, even our next Mercury retrograde, our Mercury retrogrades are very, very important. They are giving us 
some very valuable information this year, but especially this one, because Mercury goes back and hangs around in the terrain of where the North Node has been. And what have we just talked about? The sun hitting the North Node. This is our Dharma. We're getting back to simplicity, our own organic nature. We're relying on ourselves. We're standing in our own sovereignty. We're pulling on our own inner resources. We're not going to outsource anymore. We're going to insource everything. So Mercury is going to be delivering some potent messages as he moves back into Taurus as well, right? So this is a really dharmic Mercury retrograde. And Mercury will be retrograding in Virgo. Um, I think it's a Virgo Libra retrograde later as well. Um, And again, there's that point um, of an earth sign being activated to this 26 degree uh, point in Taurus, which is where Pluto will be trining all year anyway, because he's 28 degrees retrograde. Now he gets back to 26 degrees and 26 degrees Capricorn trines 26 degrees of Taurus. So that spot in the sky is getting a whole lot of activity. And the North Node has been there to really shift up our purpose and our divine mission. Okay, so there's a lot of magic there. There's going to be a beautiful delivery from these Mercury retrogrades. So pay attention for the next few weeks. Really switch on, really switch off to switch on. You know, like this isn't a time to be you know, overdoing things and overwhelming yourself, especially for us down here in the Southern Hemisphere, we're in, when we're in autumn, we're deep in autumn season, um, moving into winter. Uh, this is a time of rejuvenation and replenishment and nourishing and nurturing and stepping back and understanding our own sense of rhythm and our own cyclic nature. Um, we also, you know, just to top it off with, with, um, with May, have a black moon. So the sun will move into Gemini on the 21st and we have a black moon, which means two new moons in one calendar month. Okay. So we had the new moon eclipse in Taurus on the 1st of May. And now on the 30th of May, we will have a black moon in Gemini. And this is the first moon and first lunation we can start uh, manifesting and start really digging into. Okay. So that black moon, it doesn't mean it's any extra special. It's not like, oh, it's a super powered moon. Um, so don't buy into that jargon. It's just, there's been two new moons in one calendar month. Like that's all it is. Um, but, but of course, you know, there is this sort of energy that, ah, we've had, you know, we've had this, we've had these two new opportunities in one month of May. Uh, but this one, we can actually, you know, get some wheels in motion because it's not an eclipse. Um, and, you know, and just touching before I run off, um, this lunar eclipse is pretty intense on the 16th. You know, I want to speak to this. It's at 25 degrees of Scorpio. We're talking volcanic releasing. We're talking unbinding yourself from soul contracts and karma, darlings. You know, this is a south node eclipse. The purge is real. The releasing is real. This is, this is karmic, okay? This is, this is what, what can you release on a soul level? Now, Scorpio can dredge up the trauma and the stories and the drama, okay? And this full moon eclipse is, you know, making, you know, an intense square, to Saturn. So feeling there's this restriction, but it's also making some beautiful aspects to Mars, Neptune, and even Pluto. Okay. So again, there's going to be something, 
you know, there's going to be something a little magical because of all the water. Okay, so this is a Scorpio full moon, south node, south node in Scorpio, full moon illuminated at her peak in Scorpio, fixed water. Then she's trining Pisces, Neptune and Mars, both of them in Pisces and then sextiling Pluto, but making that square to fixed air of Saturn. Okay, so you are more than what you think. And this, this, you know, even having this square to fixed air Saturn is telling you get out of your head and get into your body. Okay, because you don't have to name everything and figure everything out. The, this karmic release, this, this Hades moon, this death moon that we're going to experience as a lunar eclipse, which hasn't happened for a long, long time, nearly 10 years, we haven't had Hades moons, death moons as eclipses. And now we're in it and fuck, don't we know it, right? Don't we know it? Just look at 2022 so far. You know, there is nowhere to hide. Pluto is doing his thing. I did a really big write-up on on all of this sort of stuff on my Instagram as well. It's a Pluto write-up. You can scroll through and find that. It has been relentless and it has been, you know, we are, you know, we are having our own reckoning and we are resurrecting. We are resurrecting. But this lunar eclipse, I mean, I I could share another 30 minutes of this. Um, I will do a post on this. Um, but I am running out of time now with with uh, school pickup looming and um, yeah, getting to the, getting to school. I'm at 45 minutes of my recording now. We all know that I can only go to one hour. Um, so, but I want to just really speak into that. This is a very physical full moon. It's one not to think your way into or think your way out of. This is about releasing the mind, getting into the body. It's it's like a big karmic cord cut. You know, if you've done a lot of cord cutting in your time, this feels like a very big one. The south node of heavy trauma and drama and old soul contracts. There is a big release here, a big letting go, a big purge. Okay. Because remember in six months, we're going to be having a Taurus full moon eclipse, a Taurus lunar eclipse. So this is it for this year when it comes to the scorpionic Hades moon, death moon, lunar eclipse. So this is the invitation to let go on a level that you haven't let go before. But remember, there's no need to do anything on the eclipse. Just pay attention. Pay attention to the two weeks after that. Of course, I'll jump back in next week um, and and deliver some more uh, info potty stuff. But um, for now, know that the portal that we're in, this eclipse portal is huge. It's intense. This Scorpio full moon Lunar eclipse will be a doozy. Um, take care. Watch your own sense of intensity. Use those beautiful alignments that um, that 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 La Luna is having to Mars and to Neptune to dissolve your karma, to take action to release your karma, and that happens through your everyday experiences. Okay, it doesn't have to be in ritual or ceremony. It happens on the daily through your experiences when these things come back up into your life and you go, ah, there it is. There it is. That's when you know you've done the work. There it is. I can, I can release that now. I can acknowledge that and let that go. I'm not going to find myself trapped or hooked into that again because that's my usual pattern. Okay. So we're in big times, darlings, Mercury retrograde, you know, eclipse season, there's 
big lunar eclipse coming. Jupiter is in Aries. My God, you know, if you're like me, you can actually feel this running through your veins and it is awesome. We've got Mars and, and Venus moving into their home signs later this month, which is just amazing. Remember to pay attention this 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 week to any of those healings with this uh, Venus and Chiron conjunction at 14 Aries and of course on the 13th the sun and the north node coming together for the day to really illuminate um, a sense of your own dharmic purpose and you know what that feels like and what that can look like for you Um, you know there's magic in the airs darlings there's magic in the air and um, I'm really happy to be back and I hope that you love listening to all of my ramblings and all of my heart shares Um, you know this is fierce courageous work uh and um i'm so so grateful that you are here on this journey with me so travel these waves well and wisely and with awareness darlings and um, i will see you on the other side of the portal okay bye